Welcome to episode number 191, Calm Waters Coffee. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Gabe, and Andrew. Calm Waters Coffee. In this episode, we have special guest, Andrew Dittman. We cover topics that range from small business ownership, brewing coffee, customer service, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Hervey Hancock and Seth Godin. Guys, if you're new, thank you for listening. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, We are back at it again via Zoom. The coronavirus has us operating on different modes but we are here, um, and again, as I said in the past two episodes, um, you know, bear with us with the audio. We know it's not 100%, uh, you know, as we actually would like it. Uh, but again, we're operating through an application called Zoom. So thank you, Zoom, for uh, you know being there. Um, but with that being said, we're still moving forward, and thank you guys for accommodating, you know, your schedules for this. We definitely appreciate it. Um, anyway, Andrew, thank you for joining us, man. Uh, you know, you know, yeah, it's, I know the schedule's kind of busy and, and uh, we're moving right along. So uh, so for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. All right. So I'm Andrew Dittman, and I'm the founder of Calm Waters Coffee Roasters in Bristol, PA. Also primarily a um, husband and a father. So, you know, we'll talk about that at some point. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you know, we started... Uh, it started getting rolling in 2014, and here we are today. Nice. Um, all right, so your location. Let's talk about your location, right? Uh, you're in Bristol Borough. You're on Mill Street. Uh, talk a little bit about ha- how you selected the uh, your location. Uh, yeah, location. I mean, it's full of good stories. But the, so we basically – we moved out here kind of on a whim in a sense. We had some people – we were out in Oregon before this and some people out in Bristol knew uh, we were looking to do a coffee shop and um, they asked if we would consider coming out here to Bristol. Um, We decided to make the move, got here, only knew a handful of people, um, one of which was the realtor we were renting from. Uh, We, uh, you know, just started to um, show up at this random grant meeting that we had really no business being at because we didn't have a business, but we were like, where else do you start? And it turns out the only people we knew in the room uh, was our realtor. And we're like, oh, hey. And uh, so, like, what are you guys doing here? It was, a, it was a grant for the facade grant, which you guys are probably familiar with. Yeah. Um, the first round of it back then. And we're like, oh, cool. Do you guys have a building, you know, on, on Mill Street? And they're like, yeah, we've got a building on 200 block. And we're like, oh, cool. What is it? And they're like, well, uh, it's nothing right now. We're rehabbing it. And we're like, oh, what are you guys going to do with it? And then they pretty much what they said was, well, we actually, we heard through the grapevine what you guys were interested in doing, and we've, we were kind of hoping 
to uh, find a couple like you guys to do something like what you guys are talking about. And we're wow. like, oh, okay. So they're like, you guys want to take a stroll and go check it out. So we're like, sure. So we walk down and one of the most beautiful buildings on the street, 242. Mm-hmm. And we walk inside and it's complete dump. You know, they're the whole thing <laughs> being, being gutted. Um, and, uh, you know, Tim and Maureen, the building owners there, and, and Tim's been hard at work basically stripping it down to his bones. And so we come in, it's just this empty lot straight to back with trash piled up in the middle and four <laughs> layers of floor being stripped back. You know how it is in Bristol, right? And just keep mm-hmm. building on top of what you got. And uh, so we just sat there for a minute and just kind of talked about our vision and just kind of thought it through. And it just was like, it was clicking. And so, you know, that in a sense, the location kind of just fell into our laps. Um, and they, Tim and Maureen were, excited about what we wanted to do and so that's how it got kicked off so how did you let's take a step back how did you even get started with the whole coffee brewing uh industry how'd that even begin yeah so coffee so i think i've been doing coffee for i think about 12 years now and my first coffee job was um a ways back at starbucks and um when I got started there, I, I was barely into coffee. You know, I drank coffee a little bit, but it just, it, I got it for the job. You know, I was like, you know, Hey, yeah, I got to get a job. They were posting. I was like, great, let's do it. You know? And so that's when I started. Um, and that like, it did not take long for me to fall in love with, with what was going on there. And, um, so basically, you know, the, uh, the, the thing I always summarize is the three things that I fell in love with. One was, um, just the atmosphere for coworkers, right? Really cool, uh, cool atmosphere, high paced. Uh, the other one was, you know, barista to customer, which is, as you all probably experienced, kind of like a bartender type atmosphere. Yeah. People, people trust you because you're making their drink. They want to share their life with you. Uh, and then the other one that really stood out to me was the customer to customer. And so, um, yeah, just seeing how people who would relate with each other in the shop who wouldn't really give each other a chance on the street, you know, people from all different walks of life. But it's once you're in the shop, that's what you have in common. You got coffee in common. And so it kind of knocks down the walls. So from there, I did that for several years and traveled a bit, um, hopping from shop to shop. I ended up doing a getting into roasting, which is kind of really one of our main things. So if, if that's OK, I'll blend brewing with roasting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so my introduction to roasting, I was actually working at a camp up in northern Wisconsin, and there was no coffee out there except for, like, food service coffee, which is, you know, food service coffee. Sure. So, you know, I was I was a little spoiled at that point, and so I was like, you know what? I was like, I'll bet you I could roast my own coffee. So ordered some green beans from this place called Sweet Maria's, went to the thrift store, got a little pressure cooker, threw it on my stove in my apartment and just started messing around with it, smoked it out so many times. <laughs> Made a lot of people mad, but I just gave them free coffee. And um, so that's how I got into roasting. And then um, I, uh, to jump forward a little bit, uh, I'll give a little shout out to my friends at Rival Brothers down in Philly, because when we came back out this way, um, they offered me a, a, an opportunity to roast out of their facility down in Philly. So that gave me a chance to do like, actual production roasting for a real specialty coffee roaster as opposed to just 
you know, in my kitchen on the stove. <laughs> right. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's kind of the, that's the summary, I would say, at least of, you know, the coffee journey. So how did you know, what came to the point where you're saying, uh, you know, you're giving samples to, you know, to your neighbors, and I'm sure you're getting feedback from friends and family. How did you know you had something that you could make a jump to possibly an actual business? Yeah, well, you know, I don't think it actually really came down to the product first, to be yeah. honest. You know, it's what I fell in love with in coffee first was people and the community. Um, and so that, you know, when, when I think kind of like what, what made me make the jump, um, you know, cause even to this day, we're still coffee, something you just keep learning about. So I've yeah. never mastered it. It's That's cool. pretty, pretty crazy really what's going on there. Yeah. Um, but I guess what kind of made the jump for me, if I can translate your question a little bit was, you know, as I was traveling from shop to shop, I just saw the things that mattered to me you know, the people in the community and, and what that space did for people was transcendent to every place I went. Um, different cultures, different people groups, different economic levels. And so it kind of started hitting me. I'm just like, this is something special about this type of environment. Um, and I love it. I love it. I'm a people person. Like, that's why I do what I do. Um, and so I think that started to click relatively early on. It just got confirmed the more I went along. And then finally, I was just kind of this place. I was like, man, you know, working for other companies is great, but, you know, I, I primarily have a vision for people and community and neighborhoods. Um, and coffee is super important to me as well, but um, I wanted to have, I felt like we were ready and wanted to have the freedom to kind of make what was most important to us primary. Um, and so that was what kind of gave me the push to be like, all right, how are we going to figure out to do this on our own? Which of course you do have to also have great coffee. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and so how how did you come up with the name Commodore's Coffee Roasters? Yeah, so that's pretty that's important to us really because that, um, in a lot of ways, really sums up who we are and why we do what we do. Um, we were looking for something. So for my wife and I, you know, drinking coffee has always been something that you slow down to do. You know, it's mm. uh, in a lot of ways it's the opposite of what it's been made. Uh, you know, in like fast paced American culture. Um, it's not absent totally. You know, a lot of people appreciate coffee the way we do. But for us, it was like, you know, you're slowing down, you're waking up, you're reading in the morning, sitting by a campfire, you're, you know, you're, you're taking, you know, taking time, um, slowing down, being present. And so we were, funny enough, we were reading through um, the book of Matthew and we came across this story and in the back of our mind for a while, we're like, what's the name going to be? It's like something about like slow, you know, stillness, you know, we like that. My wife and I met leading canoe trips actually on rivers together. Okay. You know, like water has been a really big part of who we are and kind of spending time out in nature like that. And so we've been, what is it like still water? Like, no, that's a town of Minnesota. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so we were reading through and all of a sudden, you know, it's, you guys, you probably heard this story before, but it's, you know, Jesus is in the boat with the disciples and there's a storm. And so yeah. you're just sitting there and it's like, there's a crazy storm. And like, everyone's like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. Everything's crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then Jesus comes up and the, at least in the one we were reading, it said, and he calmed the waters. Right. And we were just like, ah, oh, that's, that's well, what we want <laughs> feel when they come into our shop. You know, it's like, yeah. life's crazy. You know, we all got stuff going on. 
Um, and not that calm waters is going to solve that, but like we, when people come through our door, we want them to feel that, you know, it's one of our staff says it kind of well, he's like, it's like the five minute vacation that people get to take. From <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, and we really feel that. Um, and so that's why that name stuck and has kind of continued to be like an anchor and force and, and, and what we're trying to produce in the shop and the type of atmosphere. So. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So when you obviously first get into the space, it's completely gutted. Talk us through a little bit about the process of how it became what it is today. The setup, the seating, you know, how you have, um, you know, the, the, basically the layout. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I mean, you'd hear throughout, anytime you ask us questions, you probably hear a common thread of like, we did not do it alone. Yes, we had a lot of, you know, support, uh, a lot of people in, in every different phase, you know, different people doing different things. Um, I'm, I'm pretty limited in my skill set myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the first one that was a huge blessing was uh, the building owner, Tim. Uh, I mean, he just, Tim and Maureen just blessed us like crazy because they basically were like, hey, we're already building this stuff out. And he's, you know, he's a builder, so he can do a lot of this hard stuff himself. And uh and they're like, you know, you tell us, you got us in here at the perfect time. So basically tell us where you want the plumbing, where do you want the bathrooms, where do you want this? And, you know, he took care of all that stuff, you know, the, you know, electrical stuff that like, I should not be touching any of that. Yeah. You, know? yeah. <laughs> you and me both, man. <laughs> yeah. And so, so that was amazing. And so, you know, basically I just, you know, when it comes to like floor plans, you know, I have a decent amount of experience in a handful of cafes, so I was pulling from what I got, and I just spent a lot of time with paper and pencil and just, you know, drawing out our dimensions, trying to look at workflow, trying to work, look at, you know, customer flow coming through, you know, all those things. And, um, you know, buildings in Bristol are kind of funky, so you kind of got to <laughs> work with what you got. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, we, you know, we, we figured out the floor plans. Uh, Tim helped me with a lot of that stuff. And then we had, you know, a lot of, there's a local church in town called Redemption and they, um, there's a crew of people from there that helped us, you know, just clearing stuff out, ripping down old insulation, you know, painting. I uh, had some really close friends of mine help with just like, we, we montaged everything together because we, we started with like nothing, you know, we yeah. came out here with, you know, really nothing to our name. So we just kind of took what we had, old stuff from the basement from, it used to be a little like, like a breakfast donut shop type thing and you guys probably remember that actually mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah absolutely. um you know so there were like old table bases in the basement and you know just a lot of people just helping us clean things up do what we got to do and figure figure it out so yeah that's know. awesome so yeah. what about the the atmosphere with all that what was kind of like the the atmosphere you're trying to create right so you have you know the color of the walls the color of uh you know the furniture and all that stuff. What, what ideally, what what kind of atmosphere are you trying to create or have created? Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, it comes down to our name, right? We don't want you to walk into calm waters and feel stressed out. Right. 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 <laughs> so we avoided like the yellow paint, you know, and uh, you know different things like that, you know, or um, we we wanted to make a space that was comfortable but you know professional. Um, we wanted to be, you know, clean and simple. Um, just again, kind of a lot of things when we had in mind, it's just like, we want this to look good, but we also don't, you know, a lot of, 
a lot of, I think, what relaxing spots and helping people slow down and be present is just not having a ton of distractions. Um, you know, and probably there's already going to be natural ones. Like we have our roaster in the cafe, which is one of our favorite things, you know, um, and people love that. So that's yeah. like a big centerpiece. Um, you know, people get to see that in action. Um, but yeah, you know, like the walls, we did like a blue color, you know, stuff like that, just kind of going to fit with the vibe we're trying to create. Um, and even today we continue to tweak stuff. We're working on updating the lighting just to kind of like brighten things up a little bit uh, sure. like that. Um, but yeah, again, awesome. we, just, we want you to come in. The biggest thing too is coffee shops. This isn't as much like stylistic as it is environment, but a lot of specialty coffee shops can feel um, daunting to come into, you know, like yeah. you, you kind of got to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always hated that. Yeah. Because in my mind, coffee is supposed to be something that brings people together. And so we're always trying to make specialty coffee approachable. Um, you know, we want to do it at a really high level, uh, but we want to make sure people know it's not their job to know that. That's our job. You know, like you just got to come in and enjoy it. Um, so that, those types of things really play a big role into the environment and the setup is really just like how we treat people. That's interesting that you said that because um, I think you put into perfectly what certain people, a lot of people feel uh, and you put it into words. It was funny because I was having a specialty coffee um, maybe a couple years back and, you know, I was like telling my wife, I'm like, you got to try this. This is amazing. And she had a sip of it and was like, oh my gosh. She's like, the problem is. Every time I go to, every time I see those places, it freaks me out because I feel like I need to know what I'm ordering and I don't know. I just get overwhelmed and it stops her. So that's not just her, I'm sure, like a lot of people. But can you talk a little bit about what customer service means to you? Because that's kind of part of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a really interesting conversation in our industry, especially because of what you just said, right? It's like a lot of times people don't know what they want. Um, or, you know, they'll come in with something that they know from, let's say, like Dunkin' Donuts, and yeah. they're really used to that. And they'll come in and be like, I, you know, I want that. Or the classic one is, I want a caramel macchiato. You know, yeah. like the classic Starbucks drink. I think yeah. everybody does that now. I'm not sure, but um, you know, and it's. I think some of that's just out of like, you know, people just want what they want, but also some of that is out of like discomfort of like, I'm, you know, I don't know what to try. I don't know what I would like. And so we try to do a lot of work with our staff and like, I don't know if diffusing is the right word, but it's like, when you see that, when you feel that, you got to anticipate that and put yourself in those shoes, you know, that person's shoes. Um, So, and some, to answer, kind of go back and try to answer your question more directly for like customer service. I've worked at a lot of places where customer service to just give people what they want. Yeah. And I don't think that's at least for what I do. I don't think that's good customer service, yeah. um, you know, because I think we can give them something better. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't think people know what they can get. Um, and that might be product, but that might also be experience. You know, some people want to come in and they'll be like, you know, why don't you have a mobile app so I can pick up my drinks and it's like, and just like run out the door. It's like, well, one, like your coffee's going to be 30 minutes cold. Um, right. Two, it's like, we want to say hi to you. Like yeah. we want you to come in and enjoy the experience. Um, and then on like the product side, it's like, you know, I, I, sometimes I think of like a really good, you know, steakhouse 
And you, you don't go into like a really good steakhouse and tell the head chef how to cook his food. Uh-huh. Right. No, like, <laughs> right. no, I'm not going to go into Miguel's barbershop and be like, all right, let me tell you how to cut hair. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> absolutely. But you go somewhere and like the idea is to build trust, right? So you build trust that like they know they're coming to you because they know they're going to get something good. Um, and so, you know, customer service is really about the whole experience, you know, from the minute someone walks in the door. Um, to when they're ordering, to when they're waiting, to when they're handing off the drink and they're spending time in your cafe. Um, it's, it's serving them, um, serving them well, uh, but serving them in the ways that, that we've chosen is good, you know? Um, and obviously we make accommodations where you need to or you do special things, you know? You know, someone's in a wheelchair outside and they can't come in. Yeah, we're going to take them coffee outside, right? It's like, mm-hmm. we don't do curb, other than right now because of the virus, we don't do curbside delivery. But, you know, there's a time and a place to, you know, bend the rules. Um, but at the end of the day, too, it's like, and this is what we try to try to really hone in with our staff, too. It's like, just love people well. Don't be yeah. a jerk. Yeah. But also, like, trust in what you've learned here. You know, be confident that you're serving people good things. Sometimes it takes a little time for people to understand what that is, and that's okay, you know? Um, so there's a thousand different scenarios of how that plays out, but I think I think you get the idea, right? Absolutely. So in, in your opinion, what makes, what makes a good coffee brew, right? So, I mean, there's people will say, well, I could just get coffee at uh, X, Y, and D corner store or, you know, these, you know, grab-and-go spots, gas stations. <laughs> What makes it a specialty coffee for those that are thinking like, well, I can get coffee anywhere. Can you yeah. explain what, kind of what separates you all uh, from those shops? Yeah. Um, well, once again, this is, is a more complicated topic than people often realize. So I'll try to <laughs> summarize it. And a lot of it, to be honest, I'm still learning. Um, you know, I'd say probably where you should start with is where you get your coffee from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean the shops, but, you know, the roasters, where the roasters get their coffee from, you know, a lot of people don't even realize coffee f- comes from a farm, you know, yeah. and good quality coffee is actually handpicked, you know, um, and that's a lot of labor, you yeah. know, and people need to get paid for that. And, <laughs> so you, you know, it should raise some red flags sometimes, you know, when you can get a 50 cent coffee. You know, like, <laughs> right. You know, well, one, <laughs> quality for sure, but two, just like ethically, it's like I don't think people realize how many hands go in just to getting coffee to a roaster. Yeah, uh, which I is part of why I've become even more passionate about coffee as I learned that. It's just like, man, coffee is a force for good in the world for sure on so many levels, locally yeah. and globally. Um, so it starts there. You know, getting you know farmers growing really good coffee. You can grow crappy coffee, and I care. And there's people who do that because there's people who just want to buy tons of coffee and they don't care if it's good. Um, so first it starts with getting good coffee from the farm, um, being stored well. Uh, you know, there's the importing and the storing. And then, you know, when it comes to roasting, that's a whole nother beast. You know, it's, it's kind of like a lot of other things. You know, you could brew your own beer and drink it, but it might not be good. Right. Like there's a reason that people, that people become craftsmen in that, you know, or same thing with bacon bread. It's like, you don't want to eat my bread, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. but, but you right. could eat it. And so the same thing with roasting. It's like hypothetically, anybody could roast and brew coffee, but it's actually extremely complex and nuanced. 
Um, there's a lot of chemistry going on. You know, there's a lot of stuff. You're working with an agricultural product, you know, so it's, it changes year to year. And so the roasting side of things is a whole business in itself, a whole craft in itself. And again, even in the industry, people are still figuring this out. You know, it's like people are still like, what's actually going on when you're roasting that coffee? So <laughs> that is probably when it comes to like the cafe, you know, experience, having a good roaster is, is huge. Um, and then, of course, it comes down to preparation in the cafe. You know, that's like the last 10 feet, you know, is you can brew crappy coffee. A lot of people don't clean their machines well, so their coffee tastes bitter, but just from the buildup of oils, you know, um, understanding recipes for brewing of extraction and, you know, time and, you know, brew rates, flow rates, all those things. So um, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think a lot of people just don't realize that a lot of places that make coffee don't take most of any of those things into consideration. I shouldn't say a lot of coffee shops, but just like you might, you just get like, if you're getting coffee at Seven Eleven, the guy making that coffee is not thinking about any of that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not a diss to him. That's, that's his industry. And like, you know, he's there for other reasons, but it's what sets us apart. You know, if you come to get a cup of coffee from here, all of that stuff is going into it. And that's true for like, you know, pretty much any special coffee shop you're going to go to. Um, yeah, does, you know, there's there's a lot to unpack there, but does that kind of answer your question? Oh yeah, no, definitely. I, yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of after you put all that together, and we got—I mean, I mean, I know it's just a scratch of the surface of exactly what you do, but when the customer then gets the final product mm-hmm. and comments to you all on you know how much they love it i mean what, what kind of what kind of feeling do you get i mean is that like you know is it like wow it was all well you know worth it and you know just the feedback oh oh yeah it's amazing man i love it that's you know i i think i remember not a specific time but i remember the transition because when we first started roasting you know in preparation for our shop you know we were giving our coffee to friends and family and it's like you never know if that's good feedback because they're all like, you're doing a good job, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, Thanks, mom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they're just being supportive. I get it. Yeah, 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 that's true. It's very true. Yeah, but, um, you know, once we started actually getting our coffee out there to the public, um, that's when, like, the feedback really meant a lot. And that was, that was big fuel for us in the beginning because, you know, a lot of people told us when we were starting, they didn't think a specialty coffee shop like ours would work in Bristol. They're like, people don't want it. It's not the right spot. Yeah. And we we disagreed, you know, and, you know, at least we hoped that they were wrong. And then, yeah. you know, we found out that they were, you know, and it's not for everybody and that's okay. Um, you know, and I think people should still go to the places that, you know, you get what you want, you know. Um, but getting that type of feedback now is amazing. And especially now, because we continue to work hard at understanding roasting more and all these things. So anytime a new bean comes out, which happens pretty regularly. It's like, we've spent a ton of time on the back end, profiling that roast, cupping, tasting, tweaking things. And so it's, it's a lot of time that goes into it before it even comes out as a, as a roast we offer. And so when someone takes that home for the first time and then post online, like, yo, this new roast is amazing. It's like, yes, you know, like, yeah. that's what we were going for, you know, thank you. So it's super encouraging, I love it, I love it. So when you add a new roast, do you take one out? Yeah, typically, so, you know, Right now, we, we pretty much don't carry more than five beans at a time, okay. and that's and one of those is a decaf, um, which, for the record, we also have a really great decaf. A lot of people don't take decaf very seriously, but 
but with where specialty coffee's at now, there's some amazing decaf coffees out there. So we put just as much time into that as we do our regular. Um, wow. But uh, so, yeah, so typically like when, you know, when one's, when one's about to leave, like be done, because, you know, again, it's a crop, right? So there's only so much available. Um, at that point, we typically already have one that's ready to go, that we've already gone through the whole process, and we're probably um, doing research and sampling, you know, anywhere, you know, three to four other coffees in different processes. So, you know, we're working on several as stuff's kind of coming out. But yeah, typically it's like when one leaves, one's going to take its place. And we try to have a nice spectrum of like variety. Um, you know, there's different processing methods. It's all this, all these fun details. I don't know if we want to get into that. Is there one that you always will have? No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 We don't do that. So, um, so, you know, in some places can do that, you know, and do that really well because they're bigger, you know, and so they might be able to work with a farm and buy, you know, their whole crop and maybe it's a big farm and they can buy that year after year. Um, we're, you know, we're too small to do that. We do, we do sometimes get the chance to buy a full crop of a certain bean, but it's usually from, you know, like a, a smaller offering. You know, so like even if we buy their whole crop that they're offering of that bean, it might only last us for four or five months. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's part of the cool thing too of, of, you know, at least how we like to highlight coffee is we do only single origin coffees right now. And so basically what that means is it's one bean. And so lots of times there'll be blends. So if you see a bag, it's like your, your breakfast blend. You know, that's a blend of several different coffees. Uh, which is also great. You can get awesome flavors out of that. But we really like to do one bean at a time, and that's why it's called single origin. And so we get to highlight. Um, it's like drinking a bottle of wine. You know, it's like you want to really like pull out what was unique about that farm and how they made it and all those things. And so that goes into making that. So that's awesome. That's how we do it. Yeah. So, um, like, when when you guys were you know kind of getting started and there was kind of buzz so to speak that there's a coffee shop opening uh goose i kind of want you to like kind of chime in here because obviously miguel owns a you know a business as well and it was kind of like i remember us talking about it before we even knew you who you were we we're just talking about yes here we go uh, you know mill street's taking off bristol's taking off um this is good for businesses it's good for the town because um, you remember that time period? Well, yeah. So I remember, like, when I had the my the smaller shop on Ratcliffe Street. So we would. Um, I'm I'm a coffee drinker myself. So in the mornings, I would run to like the Wawa on the way to work or whatever. But there's certain times of the day where I feel like I'm crashing. and I want to get some coffee. And in I guess it was like 2011, 2012. There was really nowhere in like on off Mill Street to get coffee. Like we would just like. One of our customers are like, oh, I'm on my way. And we were telling them, yo, can you stop and grab us coffee? And it was just <laughs> like, dude, it was, and then they don't know how to make my coffee like the way I like it. And I, you know, so it was, as soon as I saw like, I remember, I think it was one of the, uh, the, the tree lighting or something. You guys had a sample yeah. thing. And I'm like, oh, and I, I heard of like, yeah, there's your coffee shop. And I remember seeing the building like in the works of, of being done and stuff. And I remember seeing your, your coffee, uh, you guys had like a little, um, Right by the tree, you guys were like selling like little cups of coffee and stuff. And I remember going to the line 
and you guys ran out and you were running down the street to grab like another or one of your employees to grab another time like damn this really must be really good call because it's already like gone it's going their line was pretty long so i do remember when um national store opened up and it's like bristol has like its own like historic the, the town is historical so you have these old buildings and you guys definitely did a good job keeping like that like like the historical out like the front of the store so you walk in and then you come in you see like this like the roaster is like kind of like right like you said it's 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 like your trophy of the, of the place like it's like this nice like chrome shiny or whatever the material it is and it's like the setup of the whole shot of the whole like yeah shop is like it's and and you guys utilize it right because buildings in, in Bristol are so small and narrow so like it can get congested really quick if you don't have like the right flow of people moving around and the right seating and I was like damn this is like they really thought about the whole thing I remember grabbing the first cup of coffee I'm like this is it like this <laughs> this is my because growing up we had we drank like spanish coffee which is like kind of like an espresso and it's it's stronger than normal like coffee and i remember having that first sip of that i'm like yes it's and i and it was a good adjustment i didn't know what kind of beans you guys are using and stuff but you do definitely do like an amazing job like like on 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 your your display what kind of coffee you guys have going on like your specialties and like and uh, your staff is amazing. Everyone's like so personal, like you said. It's everything that you've been talking about. It's like you actually have like, like mastered it, like in a way. And um, but like, dude, like I'll, I'll have a cup of coffee, and then like three, four o'clock comes. I'm like dragging. I'm like, yo, I need an americano. So I'll just shoot right, right. It's like a block away, block and a half away from my barber shop, and it just it'll it'll boost me up. And then I'll come back into the shop, and I was like, yo, where's your coffee? And I'm like sending yeah. people down to to you guys. Which is like, and it's like, and then you guys have like, all you guys offer like little like, like cakes and stuff like that, pastries and stuff too. So it's not just like, just a coffee, a coffee shop. But yeah, like me being a coffee drinker and like, you guys have different types of variety. Like if I need the energy or need a boost, that's what I'll grab something. If I just want me like walk out of the barbershop just to clear my mind for a second, I just walk there and grab a small regular cup of coffee mm-hmm. and I come back and it's like a reset and I'm going back to work. So it is just having that coffee shop in town. It's like, I don't know. It, it is like a like a like a refreshing like environment you go in. And uh, Andrew, we went there last week. Me and me, Ava, and uh, Lauren. We walked down and you had to sign up and on um, the front door. And you just we called, made the order. You came out, brought it out to us, and it's just like I don't know. It's just like that stop. Everything's right now. Everything's shut down. So like your shop is like one of the ones that are very few that are open. In town, so it's like now it's like a, I don't know, it's like a stop for everyone to go to. And we were we were staying out front, people just start piling up, like kind of walking by, doing the same thing. So it's mm-hmm. like you guys do an amazing job in town. Like I, I really appreciate like just having you guys around and and like and I, I remember in the very beginning you just had your 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 kid and you guys had you were having like on your arm, you guys were at the register or whatever, like you just yeah, made it crazy. work. <laughs> yeah, and that's how. And that's how I was when I when I first opened up my shop. Ava, my daughter, she was like two or three years old, and there's nice. I'm in there like painting, and she fell asleep. It was there until like ten o'clock at night. She fell asleep, and I'm like, you got you make it work. There's like no like you make every like there's no obstacles that are in your way. You're gonna hurry. You're gonna go through. And um, yeah, you guys definitely do 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 an amazing job. You guys have a really good product, and I love that you guys are in the town. So yeah, it's I love it, and I wish I could get there more often. I just get to, but yeah. I love it when you when you swing by. Every time I see you come by a shop, I'm so honored. I'm like, oh, the the one and only Miguel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> this yeah, is special. this is special. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. It is like for me when I go there, it's like a little break. I do take my time walking and I have my cup of coffee and it's like, I, yeah, it's awesome. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. All right, cool. So Goose, you he, he alluded to um, a little bit of the effects of the coronavirus. So you want to talk a little bit, walk us through. Um, well, first, he did mention two things, a little bit about how you're operating currently with the coronavirus situation, and then also some of the other products uh, that you do, uh, Calm Orders does offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we do offer morning coffee. We do, we're, we try to be very intentional about primarily being about coffee because again, that's, that's what we want to be, you know, that's who we want to be. So, but we do have other stuff. So we work with some, you know, local bakeries and, you know, Loschel's Bakery and, uh, you know, Bucks County Biscotti companies. we got some good treats, fresh baked goods. Uh, we also do like right now we have like two sandwiches, a grilled cheese and a ham and cheese. Um, keeping it simple, but again, just good ingredients. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we've got stuff, we've got stuff for you. If you're a little bit hungry, you want a little light lunch. Um, but we try to really keep it again. We don't want to get too much food because we don't want people to view us as like a restaurant. Yeah, uh, for sure. And just kind of like keep people learning and focus. A lot of, a lot of specialty coffee is about education. And so we want to keep people, you know, learning about why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, all right. And so now explain a little bit of how you have to, you know, obviously operate a little bit differently than uh, business as usual with the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm, uh, you know, I'm so thankful because I, you know, a lot of people can't be open right now. So right. just crazy. And I know Miguel, you're dealing with that, but I'm like, my mm-hmm. heart's going out to all you guys and so I sometimes have a hard time talking about it because I feel like I shouldn't complain about anything. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, you know, you know. That being said, though, just just like every business, like yeah, we've taken some huge hits, and so we've had you know those first few weeks were real tricky because the information coming out was vague. It was like you know, what do you, do you have to close? Do you not have to close? Uh-huh. You know, what's the legal thing to do, but then what's the ethical thing to do? It's, it's a lot of tough decisions, you know, and as you guys well know, it's like, it's not just thinking about us, it's our staff, you know, it's our, you know, the, it's, it's the community, you know, and it's the people who, we have a lot of people who depend on our shop daily as part of the routine, you know, and, and not just in a like coffee, but like as in a real, like, we're their only family, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, so all those things going through our head. So, so that was a little crazy, you know, and we kind of slowly adjusted as, you know, the different information was coming out and, um, you know, making sure we were being as safe as we could be. And so now we've been rolling with the curbside. Um, I don't know how long it's been. Everything's kind of fuzzy right now. But <laughs> so true. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's been like a couple of weeks or something like that, but um that's been going going good so you know just trying to so we do on the curbside uh to, you know people can call in place a, uh an order through our website um then when they get here they call us or bring it right out to them like miguel was saying you know he's done that you know several times already um and then we still have you know our, our normal online store which we've always had where we just sell you know bags of coffee to you know ship to your home and so that's been you know, since our cafe sales have like significantly decreased, we've been trying to put a lot more energy towards our traditional online store. 
okay. um, trying to get more people, you know, drinking our coffee at home to, you know, keep paying the bills, you know, and keep things rolling. Um, but the cool thing about that for us is like, that's something that's already about something that we love to do. And so it just was like, it was kind of a side part of our business. And now we're shifting to like, all right, we got to really push on that. Um, you know, we do coffee subscriptions and stuff like that. And so let, you know, letting people know more that we do that. Um, but one of the f- things again, because it's like, we don't want it. We're not just about coffee. Like, I don't think I mentioned this before, but our like mission statement is it's about more than just great coffee, it's about taking time to appreciate the good things in life, loving your neighbors and growing as a community. Mm. So like that in essence is like the lens at which we make all our decisions and all these things. And so like one of the things we struggled with is like, man, we don't want to just be like, here's your coffee. See, you You know, um, or like stuff like that. And so we've been trying to, you know, thankfully we still have awesome people here who are taking coffee out to you, but trying to do like little things on top of that. Like there's some really artistic people on staff. So they like, you know, while they're waiting, they're like drawing these fun little pictures on your cups and just a little something to make you smile. We started including like, you know, inspiring or encouraging quotes in our boxes that we send out to people's homes. Just, because again, it's like, even if you're not able to be in our shop, we, we want, you know, who we are, you know, to still be a part of what you get. Uh, but yeah, the working with the virus has been nuts, but it's kind of, in some ways, it's like, it just feels like the new normal right now, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so what's the website if, if folks want to actually go and, and place orders or have a subscription? Uh, through yeah, your website. Um, so the, the easiest way to get there is to go to our normal website, which is calmwaterscoffee.com. Uh, okay. That's our traditional website. Right at the, at the top of that homepage is a big block that says click here for curbside. Okay. That, that will shoot you to the link. That is the actual like ordering for curbside pickup. Because the actual website for the curbside is like a weird website. It's hard to remember and stuff like that. Um, so we put a link on our webpage. So you just go calmwaterscoffee.com, click that. And then, bam, shoots you right there. And we've pretty much got our whole offering, our whole normal menu on there still. Nice. Nice. Um, all right, cool. So just off the off the cuff, I know it's kind of hard um, with our last couple guests because everything's so fuzzy and confusing, really. Um, it was interesting that you mentioned that because I remember, you know, having conversations with other small businesses that are, you know, nothing came out in the beginning. It wasn't really clear as to what, you know, people are supposed to do. And then, as you said, ethically, you know, what should you do? Um, but, you know, just looking forward, you know, when, when the dust clears, so to speak, what, what's kind of your vision, uh, you know, in the next, you know, whatever, two or three years uh, for Calm Motors uh, coffee? Um, yeah, so that is a tricky question to answer now. <laughs> Um, you know, we, we have been working hard at trying to like, you know, we have, we had a lot of stuff in the works, um, which I'll, for now I'll keep close to my chest, but, um, you know, before this all happened. And so when this happened, we've really had to pivot and, you know, shift stuff kind of, you know, retreat in a sense, you know, and reel everything back in. Um, but you know, I, Again, we have a lot of ideas of where we'd like to go. Um, a couple of things we're working on pursuing, you know, whether that means, you know, another shop or whatever. It's like, I think the biggest thing is how do we 
grow our impact. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's the best way to say it, but it's like, that's what gets me excited. You know, it's like one of the words that we use a lot in our business when we're talking about our culture to our staff and stuff is just presence mm. and how powerful that is. Mm. Um, for us personally, for everybody, it's like, you know, again, it's in our mission statement, just like taking time, you know, taking time to slow down, appreciate the good things. And it's like, we really want to continue to partner with people that have, that resonate with that and execute that and that on some level. Um, so, you know, we've, we already partner with, with different people on different projects and collaborations, but whatever we do next, um, you know, it's really going to be about like, probably, you know, a, a few things. One is growing just our coffee family, you know, and, and kind of a, I don't know if I should use this word right now, an infectious way. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you know, and, and what I mean by that is, is like our, our hope has always been that like, you know, if you come into our, our shop feeling kind of down, you know, or a little moody, we hope that you leave feeling a little better. And we hope that that has, you know, a butterfly effect throughout your day. Yeah. Um, and so in that sense, it's, it's, it's not really about us. It's about everybody else just like continuing to be that force of good, that encouragement. And like, that's what we want to spread. And we feel like we have a really unique opportunity to do that through serving awesome coffee. Yeah. And having awesome coffee also gives us the opportunity to support those other things that we're trying to continue to develop, which is like on the back end of like, you know, how can we help support these farmers and help continue, you know, this, this side of industry um, so that this can stick around for a long time. Um, so kind of like, I don't know, what, whatever we're going to do next, it's going to be all about like, it's all about people. It's all about presence. And of course it's about quality. We're never going to sacrifice quality. Um, and then also it's like, whatever we do next, Bristol's our home. So like we've had a couple people who are like, Oh, I've seen your coffee, like getting out there to other places. Like you guys aren't going to leave. Are you? It's like, no, like this, this is our home. This is our home base. Um, this, this is where everything's is, is sourcing from. And so um, that's important for people to hear, you know, as, as they see us, you know, working hard, you know, but again, it's like the challenging thing is, you know, to continue to grow, Bristol's small. So it's like, we want to stay here, but in order to stay here and take care of our staff well and all these things, it's like, we got to grow, but we want to do that in ways that are, are meaningful and, and good. So um, that didn't give you any specifics. So that's not annoying, but. <laughs> Thank you for the very vague answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm only kidding. No, it's know. interesting because we, we actually resonate with that response in a massive way. Um, just with me and uh, the blessed lifestyle brand. You see Goose has a shirt. Gabe has a, a towel behind his couch. I have yeah. the shirt on. I got to get and, one of those. Yeah, I got you, man. Uh, just, well, yeah, we'll connect afterwards. Um, but it, it was more of like it had to start somewhere. So we started with the T-shirt, right? But when we're having conversations with people, we're having these little pop-up shots, it's kind of what you said. You want to be that reservoir of positivity that you leave people, you know, better than when you, you know, they met you. Um, and, you know, when people walk into your business, it's such a it's such an important thing that they – you know, that they do leave um, in a more positive, you know, manner that you just made their day. 
And it's something as simple and complex as a cup of coffee, as we now learned. But yeah. it's something as simple as like that could have been the only thing that person was looking forward to mm-hmm. that day mm-hmm. was that simple little cup of coffee. Um, and you, you know, you just change the trajectory of someone's day. As simple as that may sound. Yeah. Well, that and that's exactly. I love hearing you talk about it because this stuff just gets me pumped up. It just makes it like I'm already an optimistic guy, but like, man, like it just pumps me up about humanity and what mm-hmm. we can be. Yeah. You know, and it's like you're right. Those small things, uh, uh, like, or you think about how often someone makes just like simple eye contact with you. Like, if you're like all stuck in your head one day, and then someone holds the door open for you, you weren't expecting it. Someone you don't yeah. even know, and they look at you and they're like, "Yo, have a good day." You're like, "Whoa." What was that? Yeah. It was like, that was yeah. not hard. That was not difficult. Yeah. <laughs> we have such a capability to, to do, to like, I, don't, I forget the words you use to set it, but just to like, to spread that, to, to be that. Um, and it's like, the reality is life's always going to be hard. Yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. the goal is not to get to a place where life is not hard because yeah. it's going to be hard. Yeah. Like the virus is going to get figured out at some point, but it's still going to be hard. Yeah. You know, like, you're going to figure out your personal problems in your life, maybe, but it's still going to be hard. Like, yeah. And so it's really about like, what can we do that we should be doing all the time? And I, I think a lot of that, like we said too, is just, it just starts with being present. It's really, it's that hard and it's that simple because it's actually not that easy to be present. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. You know. Awesome. Yeah. And especially with, you know, the devices that we have in our hands at, you know, basically at all times. So I think it's very important that that's highlighted. I think it's important that, you know, you also highlight with, you know, one of your team members said that, you know, this is one of those times where people get to take a five minute vacation. Um, And it's one of those things that kind of, you know, reminds people um, we should be present. Almost like that little reset. I mean, my brother talked about it. He goes there just out of, you know, sometimes when he's just feeling a little frustrated or a little down and kind of takes yeah. his mind off things or it's just, a, you know, recalibrates his thinking, so to speak, um, and he's back off on his way. And it's funny because you start thinking, like, it's a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And then when you break it down, really, it's way more than that, way more than that. And honestly, it's, you know, it could be someone's, like I was saying before, game changer. Um and, and you know how people always thought, you know, when they're thinking like, oh, the best thoughts come, you know, when you're in the shower or something like that. For some people, it's the best energy uh, comes from drinking a cup of coffee. People write books while they're drinking coffee. People come up with master plans uh, for their lives when they're drinking a cup of coffee. And this is and just picturing that you're a part of that. Um, it, it's just it's, it's a crazy thought when you really think about it. Yeah. You, you actually, and, and bringing, like I was just thinking too, like meeting people up. I mean, when me and my wife were getting married, all of our meetings with, whether it was a photographer, whether if it was, um, you know, whatever, getting the food situated, the, the limo stuff, it was all over a cup of coffee. Every yeah. single one of our meetings was over a cup of coffee. Yeah. And so I, I know exactly what coffee shops we were at for every single one of those meetings. So it's it really is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, cool too. Sometimes when I walk into your shop, right, I walk in and kind of you just like you kind of people watch. You do like a quick observation like you see like two guys over here talking. They might be doing like 
it might be coming up the next business plan for the town. You see, like, someone on a laptop, they're working from home, but they're at a coffee shop. You see a student studying over here. And it's like, there's so much going on that little, but it's still like a peace, tranquil place. Like, it's still like, there's a lot of stuff going on, but at like, like, it's just just like a low pace and just still like, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And it's just like everyone has a cup of coffee, and that's why there's so many different things going on in that little spot. And it's just yeah. like and it's all through coffee. Everyone yeah, likes- and I think again, like I'll, just to track back to what we talked about earlier, is just like I think this is really important. Um, it's like coffee and coffee shops, but even just coffee in general is one of those things that brings down the walls between us. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether it's coffee or it's something else, it's like we got to be putting energy towards those things. You know, whatever those things are, like, we need more of that in our world. Like, there's too much separation. There's too much, you know, it's just, it's not real. You know, it's like, I shouldn't say it's not real. It is real, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And that's what I love. Like, even when you said, Miguel, when you walk in, you kind of scan it. It's like, I think about that all the time. I'm like, man, like, whenever people are in our shop, it's like, automatically, there's this unity between all those people. And like, Mm -hmm. even if... Customers might not see as much, but as I've observed it over 12 years, like it's real, man. Like people just need something to like know that they're on the same level, you know, and then treat each other with respect, treat each other like, you know, fellow humans and then let the love flow, you know, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. It's important, man. We need to drop the walls. (laughs) I love it. I love it. One of the, um, one of the most uh, asked for questions that, I get emails all the time about is um, uh, how, how do you find a balance between work and life, right? Or is it all mixed together? Uh, people always, you know, all these reality TV shows are always, uh, I guess, a lot of times what makes them attractive to certain viewers is because you get to get to see the inside scoop of whether when they're working and when they're not working and how they operate. How, how does it really work for you, your family, the business between the team members and all that, you know, jazz, how how do you all make it work? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And again, one of those things that I'm definitely still learning and working hard at. So um, it's something though, that's been very important to us since the beginning. Um, But I think one of the challenging things about it is, you know, as life changes, as your business changes, like that changes. And yeah. so you just like constantly have to keep an eye on it. Um, even, you know, there's times for, so my wife uh, pretty early on uh, taught her how to roast. And yeah. since then she's actually taken over the whole roasting program. Oh, wow. So we've got two kids and, and my wife is also the director of roasting, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm running the shop. And so, there's seasons, you know, we try, we try to not let this happen too much, but as anyone who has a business knows, it's like nothing ever stays the same. So there's lots of times where it's like, we are literally tagging out, you know, I'm there for the first half of the day. And then we, I come home and it's literally like, high five, love you. See you later. She goes in and roasts. And then I got the kids, you know, and it's like, but when we're in those times, we understand sometimes that's, that's necessary. Yeah. But we always work really hard not to stay in those times long because uh, certain things that are necessary, like, still shouldn't last super long, you know. Um, And so I think the biggest thing uh, that I 
you know, in the beginning, I was not as good at this. And I still probably am not good if you ask my wife. (laughs) (laughs) She's amazing. She's so patient with me. But, um, you know, it's hard when you're, especially when you're probably an entrepreneur and your brain is just like, you're, I'm a dreamer. And so I've really just had to work on like the discipline of my mind. Yeah. Kind of hard, you know, and, you know, I just, I'm kind of a little all over the place anyways. Sure. Um, So like really working hard at like when I'm at work, just be there, you know, be present, do my thing. When I'm in the office, do my thing. And then it's like, as soon as I'm wrapping up, I got to make that shift before I even leave the shop, Mm. you know, of like, okay, it's done. It's like, I'm leaving. And then like, you know, on my short walk, bike or drive home, you know, because we're just down the street too. It's like, all right. Like going home to be a husband, going home to be a dad. Um, And again, it doesn't happen perfect every time, but like, I think, and even my wife has to do that too, because she's now running the whole roasting program. And it's like, you know, sometimes we just got to turn off our phones, which is hard because, you know, you're always nervous of like, what was the phone call I needed to get? Or like, what if the building's on fire? Blah, blah, blah. You know, this, this, and that. And it's like, you know what? (laughs) Sometimes we just got to step aside. You got to turn off the phone. Um, and so we, you know, from the beginning, we've really tried to fight to have a day off. You know, the goal was to have two days off that very rarely happens, but we're still working hard at getting there. You know, you'll, you'll get it for like a couple of weeks and then it's like crazy stuff happens and you don't, don't have a day off for a month. You know, um, <laughs> But it's just like, yeah, you know, you, I think creating the boundaries that, you, that we think are healthy for our family. And that might be different for other people too. Like some people might say, Andrew, you should work more. You own your own business. And I'm like, no, like, because that's not the only thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be there with my, I heard too many people say, yo, like, don't neglect your marriage. Don't neglect your kids. And I believe it. And I see how easy it is to do. You're not doing it on purpose. Yeah. But you just get wrapped up. And so it's like, I, we really try to draw hard lines and, and, you know, and be like, this is our goal. And then we work hard to hit that. Um, and then we, we have grace when it has to change, but then we work hard to get back to it. Mm. Um, so it's not easy. So I feel for anybody who's wrestling through that, but I also would say like, it's so important. So important because yeah, you can't let those things fall apart. You, you know, you gotta have that balance. Awesome. It's great advice. Um, before we close out, do you have anything additional you want to uh, talk about or plug or anything like that? Oh man, I don't know. Uh, again, I just feel very grateful. So like, I won't go through the list, but there's so many people who are doing stuff with us right now. And I'm just thankful that they want to work with us. Thankful for all. I was just reflecting on the other day. I just like, I could have never done this by myself. So throughout the whole process, I'm thankful to everybody. Um, so thankful for my wife, obviously, and sticking with me through all this and my awesome kids. And I don't know. I mean, learning how to take care of ourselves. I think that's important for all of us, right? <laughs> so 100%. whether people are listening to this and trying to get into business or just, you know, doing anything else, it's like, and we just got to keep learning how to take care of ourselves so that we can actually love people well. But. Awesome. Thank you. Well said. All right, so there you have it, folks. We like to close things out with quotes, and the first one is by Herbie Hancock. It's parts of life to have obstacles. It's about overcoming obstacles. That's the key to happiness. The second one by the famous Seth Godin. 
Being aware of your fear is smart. Overcoming it is the mark of a successful person. All right, so there you have it, folks. Calm Waters Coffee. In this episode, we have special guest Andrew Dittman. We cover topics that range from small business ownership, brewing coffee, customer service, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Herbie Hancock and Seth Godin. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed.